Well, here we are, the last Sunday of 2020. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of like you get to the end of a, of a, I don't know, maybe a box of chocolates that you're loving. You're thinking, oh, it's the last. I have one, one of these. Uh, I got a box of chocolates. Somebody gave me some chocolates. And there's one left, and it's hidden. Probably not from anybody but me, but it's it's hidden. I know where it is. They think it's hidden from me, but it's hidden. And, I, you know, I'm going to go get it unless somebody gets to it before me. But it's like, that's not the way this year feels, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> My deal is, is can we bypass these next days and just get on to the next day? But I think it's important, you know, how we finish. I, I remember uh, Ed, Ed Cole, he wrote a little book. And the book was, the title of the book was The Way You Exit is the Way You Enter. The way you leave a situation is the way you enter the next. And I think it's so important for us to, to, uh, to think about that, to consider that for a few minutes. Uh, you know what? Has it been a good year? I don't even want to backtrack. I don't even want to go back and talk about it anymore. Probably will. <laughs> we got a few days left. But I want to talk about 2020. Joe and I were talking this morning about it's kind of like it's in the rearview mirror. The problem is, is you look in that rearview mirror and it says, uh, you know, things are uh, may appear uh, are closer than they appear. That's how we feel sometimes. We look and we think it's catching up with us. But, you know, we don't drive. We don't live our lives. We don't drive down the road by looking in the rearview mirror. You glance at it every now and then just for some perspective to make sure that, you know, in driving sense, that nobody's coming up on you, that nobody's on your right or your left, especially if you're going to change lanes. But we don't drive looking in the rearview mirror. We got to let it go. We got to move on. We got to forget about it. We've got to forget about a lot of the stuff that happened. Remember the good and forget the bad. You know, uh, eat the good and spit out the bones. A lot of bones this year, to be honest with you. A lot of stuff to forget. So this morning, I just want to, this is, I remember back years ago, Pastor Messer preached the word. He's probably watching because he watches these every Sunday. So Pastor, if you're watching, I'm actually going to use most of your notes that you preached back in 2000, period, 2000. The year 2000, I, I've been looking at this for a few weeks, thinking this through, and I thought, man, this is such a good message. When I heard it, you preach it, I'm going give to give it a shot. So anyway, but these are just some thoughts on finishing well. I believe God wants us to finish this year well. He doesn't want us to just kind of limp out of this year, figuratively, into the next and expect every day to be the same, believing for good, speaking good. Even if things aren't the best, we're believing for good. We're moving forward. And listen, uh, Timothy, Second uh, Timothy chapter 4, if there was ever a, a good description of what it means to finish well, Paul said to Timothy these words, and let's look at this. Uh, he says in uh, verse 6, 2 Timothy 4 verse 6, he says, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I'll bet some of us feel that way, <laughs> that our lives are being poured out. And I don't, I don't say that like in a, but I mean, we feel like, it's like we have been, the scripture, there's a scripture in one of the gospels where Jesus told uh, Peter, he said, Satan has desired to sift you like wheat, to pulverize your life, to grind you down. Why? Because what is he after? What's he after? Your faith. 
He wants to grind you down. He doesn't care about your goods, your treasures, your, your stuff. He doesn't care about any of that. But if he can destroy, it's, I think about Job. The enemy came, the devil came to God and said, you know what, God? If you'll just do this and allow this and allow that, let me tell you what will happen. He will, Job will curse you to your face. We'll go back to the story with Peter. Or, yeah, with Peter there. And Jesus said, Peter, uh, the devil has desired to sift you like wheat, to pulverize your life. And I'm sure Peter was going, oh, I would have. <laughs> what? He said, but Peter, I have prayed for you that your faith will remain, that your faith will stay, that you're not going to, he's not going to get your faith. I prayed, I have already prayed for you because faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Faith, it's not, it's not how much stuff we accumulate. It's not how much the bank account has. It's not how successful we are in everybody else's eyes. It's our faith. We stand, we trust God. Even when everything appears to be pulverized, liquidized, or whatever, liquid, just liquidated, just gone. That's what I think, that's what, what Paul is saying to, to, uh, to Timothy here. He says, I'm already being poured out as a drink offering uh, for the time of my departure is at hand. I, but then he says this, I have, everybody say I have. That's what we need to be able to say after it's all said and done at the end of this year. I have. Listen to what he says. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And I have kept the faith. That's what I did. I have done this. Man, and I might smell like smoke. And my clothes and my outer whatever what goes on in my life might be in, in, I might not have great stories about the last season. But you know what? I'm standing here and I might be singed a little bit. My hair might be burned off. I don't know. But here's the thing. I have still have my faith. My faith is intact. It may not, you know, because sometimes I think people, if we're not careful, we can kind of grab this, this idea that faith is about living the high life, driving the cars, and, and nothing wrong with any of that, please. Living in the house and earning the money, nothing wrong with any of that. I pray blessing on you to overflow you and to overtake you that you won't have enough room to store all the blessings of God. You'll be having to give it away. But that is not what faith is. Faith is like what Paul said. He said, I've learned to be content in whatever state I find myself. Whatever condition, whatever situation I find myself in, whether I have a lot or whether I have little, whether I feel great or whether I feel miserable, because feelings will come and go. Feelings are fickle. Feelings are fickle. But Paul says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. And then he goes on, he says, finally, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And not only to me, but to all those who have loved his appearing. How many of us have an anticipation in our heart that Jesus is, is coming back? And he's, he can show up at any time. And is it, be, oh, because of this, because of that, because we had the blood moon, because we had the, I don't know, I don't know nothing about that. 
Because Jesus said, no man knows the hour of the day. So I don't think we're going to be able to look and go, oh, yeah, this is, this is. So I would say within 32 days it'll happen. I know people write books like that. They make millions and millions of dollars. I don't know them personally, but I've seen those books out there. But the thing is, is are we, are we just enduring for the next 32 days or for the next year because I know Jesus will come back? You know, well, what if he doesn't come back in your lifetime? Are you, am I going to be able to say, I have fought the good fight? Even when I was down on the mat, even when I felt like I was being pummeled, even when I felt like the, the weight of the world was on me, even when I thought, I don't know if I'm going to see the sun come up, I'm going to fight a good fight. I'm looking at people right now. I know you've gone through stuff. I know you have. I don't know everything everybody's gone through. But I do know this. I do know that we're still standing. We're still standing. We're still here, and we might have some some things we've got to say, God, forgive me for that. Forgive me for this. I do. And I do it. God reminds me of stuff, and I'm going, yeah. Like right now, I feel like he's saying, yeah, you fought a good fight, but you grumbled a lot along the way. Forgive me for that, Lord. (laughs) See, the devil wants to point out the things the things that that were that maybe we didn't do right, but here's what we did right. We fought a good fight. We fought with our faith. We, 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 we finished the race. We're going to finish the race. This year, when we come out of this year, we may not have all the things that maybe we thought we would hopefully have by this time and this point in our life, but you know what? We're not quitting. We're not giving up. We're going to finish this race, and we're going to keep the faith. I'll have faith whether it comes heck or high water. You know, I have one character uh, trait that I know of. Probably others too. Probably others that I need to get rid of. But there's one and it depends on how it manifests itself. And it's called stubbornness. Am I stubborn? Please don't answer. I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn as an old boot in many, many areas. Stubborn. But that's not a bad thing. I'm stubborn to the point we're like, you know what, whenever the, when I hear something, I will argue with the television. It's like, what good is that? None. But I'm stubborn because I'm not going to let certain things be planted, spoken into me because I got enough things going on in my own mind. Enough things happening in my own thoughts. But stubbornness is one thing I would say, if we can turn it into tenacity, into determination, into the willingness to stand when everything says it's a waste of time. Look around you. There were people sitting right here by you, but they're not here now. What happened? Maybe they know something you don't know. Or maybe you know something they don't. Now, listen, I know there's some folks that are, that are home because of the COVID situation. I get that. I understand that. But there's living as a Christian, living, walking this life of faith, living this life of, of faith for as many years as most of us, many of us have, we know of people that just disappear. They just disappear, and then you see them one day. I got a text message from a friend of mine, good, good young man. I hadn't seen him in, in a while, years actually, and I got a text message from him this morning. Came in last night, and he just said, man, I, I, I hope you had a great Christmas. I love you, man. I miss you, and I'm thinking, dude, I haven't seen you. I did see him this past year but he wasn't even living here for a long time. You know why? Because I believe God brings it back around. If we don't quit, Pastor Messer, he's watching, I know. If we don't quit, we don't lose. If we don't quit, we don't lose. I will, 
I will run this race. I will not give up. Thank you, Jesus. I fought a good fight, finished the race, kept the faith. Paul's statements are all about just staying staying the course, not not do we get tired? Man, I get so tired sometimes, and I know you do too. We get so I get so tired sometimes. I'll come up here sometimes, uh, like on a uh, maybe a morning or a time when there's nobody here, and I'll sit at my desk and open my Bible like I'm going to do something, and I take a nap. <laughs> I get so tired. I know you know what I'm talking about. Some of you go in the bathroom, <laughs> maybe run a bath. I don't know what y'all do, but we get tired. Tired is something that happens, and we do need a rest. But the thing is, is Faith is not about being in motion 24-7. Faith is about holding on with the life grip. Not a death grip, a life grip. I'm holding on to everything that I have. Now, you know, he, uh, Paul writes here uh, about a, a crown of righteousness which the Lord uh, will give. Now, that obviously is a figure that's taken from Greek games, the like the Olympic-type games where they would run and they would exercise. And these guys would work themselves. Uh, they would basically, they would wear these, I read this thing that they would wear these jackets, long jackets with pockets, and they would put weights, rocks, and fill them with sand. And, and so just say they weighed whatever. Say they weighed 180 pounds or whatever. I wish I did. They weighed 180 pounds. And they would fill these things with rocks. And then they would run and they would work out. Why? Because they wanted, the, they wanted the pressure on them to give them strength, to be able to, to, to run and, and to endure. Because the thing is, and then eventually they would begin to take a rock out. They would pour some of the sand out and they felt like, ooh, I feel like a feather now. Then they would take more out. The thing is, is if we will continue to run the race with all the pressure on us, God begins to lift the weight. He begins, to, and the weight's not here to break us. The weight's here to build us. You've heard the statement, the song, whatever, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's true. That's true. And God doesn't intend for the things that are on us to kill us, but he will allow things into our lives, allows them. He doesn't bring them. He allows them because he knows you can do this. You can do this. This is not too hard for you. This is not too difficult for you. You can do this. And so these, you know, these, these, these games, these uh, Olympic games that they would do, they would do, they would push themselves to the limit, these, these Greek athletes. They would push themselves to the limit. And that's basically who Paul's talking to. He's talking to people that understood all those things. And they basically would, would do everything they could to break, you know, you know how you build up a muscle? You break it down. You break it down. You, you push it to the point of failure, and then you, you, you know, and then you build it back up. It grows stronger. It goes back stronger. I hate that process, man. I do. I don't like that process at all. But the thing is, is Paul made the determination, and that's why he was using this analogy that I finished my race. I've, I've finished the course. I've stayed the course, and I've kept the faith, basically saying I made my mind up a long time ago. I made my mind up. I determined that I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to be broken. I'm not going to fall by the wayside. I'm not going to give up. I will not give up. I won't give up. Finishing doesn't just happen, church. 
folks, finishing doesn't happen. You and I, all of us know things that people have entered into, whether it be relationships, whether it be contracts, whether and whether it was on our part or somebody else's part, they just end, and it's like... It's almost like a severing, whether it be a marriage or a a business or a contract or whatever. There's just a severing, and it's like, this is crazy. You can't, things don't end like this. But you know what? A lot of people have done that with their faith. They have just said, you know what, too hard. I can't do this. I don't see anybody else trying to live this life. And they just quit. But Paul is basically saying that I'm going to finish my race. I'm finishing. I'm not going to quit. So finishing doesn't just happen. And of course, it doesn't matter how you start. Another Pastor Messer quote, it's how you finish. And we might have we might have struggled to the point we're at right now, but it's not about today. I promise you, it's not about today. It's about tomorrow. I'll get there and so will you. And then the next day, I'll get there and so will you. We will finish this race. We will stay the course. We're going to finish. We're going to keep the faith. We're going to keep the faith. Let's look at one more verse here. Um, you know, a lot of us didn't start out great. This is First Corinthians chapter nine, verse twenty-four through twenty-seven. First Corinthians nine, twenty-four through twenty-seven. I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. He says, "Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs? You look around you. It's like a rat race sometimes." everybody's running, everybody's running here to there, running here to there, everybody's running here, everybody's trying to keep up, everybody's trying to go and, and you know, cutting you off in traffic and, and getting in front of you here and, and hurrying to get to, through the light before you can get to the light and all this stuff. Everyone runs. In a race, everyone runs. He says, but only one person gets the prize. Talking about in a natural way, natural race. He says, so run to be second. Is that what he says? Run to win. Run to win. Stay after it. Don't run just to, uh, it doesn't matter. It matters. Our faith and this, this, this thing that God has put us in, this, this life that he's called us to live, is not a, a, a race, a life that he wants us just to kind of, you know, just kind of hang on to the bitter end. He wants us to run to win. He goes on, he says, all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will never fade, uh, that will fade away. That will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. Now stop and think about this. You've seen uh, probably in the, well, pictures and heard stories that whenever a, 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 a person wins, this is the old days especially, when they would win like a marathon or whatever, they'd come and they'd put this, this wreath on their head, this beautiful woven wreath. And they would put it on their head, and they'd stand there. And they, of course, they didn't take pictures back in those days. But they'd stand there, and somebody'd sketch them, I guess. I don't know. But I mean, they'd stand there, and they got this wreath, and they're and they go home, and they put it on their table there, and they look at it. I'm just making this up now, okay? I'm making this up because I don't know. But they would lay it there, and then the next day, it's kind of like when you get flowers. So maybe it's easy to liken it to flowers. You buy somebody flowers; they're beautiful. You bring them home. Oh, they're beautiful. They're lovely. They're so wonderful. They're so, oh, they're beautiful. And you look at them, and the next day you come out, and they're still so pretty. They still smell so good. They're wonderful. They're beautiful. And then the next day you come out, and they're a little bit wilty, and you're thinking, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, man. They went to a lot of effort to get those. Oh, those are lovely flowers. I love, I still love those flowers. The next day you come out, and they're really wilted. And you're thinking, okay, one more day, I'll leave them here. You go over, and you smell, and all you smell is stagnant water. And then in the next day you come out, and, and, 
your wife standing there, she can go, can you get those nasty things out of here? They're staking up the house. Well, that is to me a, a, a it, it's like this story here. In the natural, these people, some people, they strive for, for a crown that's just temporary. Man, I got the job. That's good. That's good. Nothing wrong with that. Man, I, I got this. I got that. Oh, that's good. That's fine. But you know what? The day will come when that thing will be old and outdated. It'll be old-fashioned. It'll be out of style or whatever it is. And nothing wrong with any of that. I got a, clothes, a closet full of clothes like that. I'm just saying that basically nothing wrong with that. But he's, Paul is talking about us running this race that we will win a prize, a crown of life. It's eternal. It's eternal. Why would we, why would we, uh, he's not, why would we, he's, he's comparing people that spend their life in this world trying to get ahead, trying to move up, trying to have this, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But they put the energy, the effort in being successful and being recognized and having, but in the, in the spiritual life where we go back where Paul says, I fought a good fight. We're not fighting in the flesh. This is a spiritual battle we're fighting. He says, I have finished my race. I have kept the faith. So when he's talking here about a crown, an incorruptible crown, how much more should we be determined? How much more should we be willing to endure if we have to endure for this crown? Because there's people that endure things in, in, in the natural that maybe they get a prize. And that prize after so many days, weeks, months, years, whatever, it's kind of like you go find it in the garage somewhere or they gave it away in the yard sale or they sent it to Goodwill or whatever because it really was, it wasn't worth investing their life in. Nothing wrong with having those things. But he's, he's comparing. How are we going to finish this year? It's been a tough year, I know. But you know what God wants us to do? He wants us to lay aside, and that's a verse that we're going to go to here in just one second. He wants us to lay aside everything that's slowing us, that's hindering us, that's stopping us. And here's the thing. You know what I don't like? I love you. But I don't like it when my wife has to tell me what I need to stop doing and what I need to start doing. But I need it sometimes. But I don't like it. Because you know why? Because I already know. <laughs> and you don't need to tell me. I already know. But she's just kind of lovingly reminding me. I think that's what Paul is doing here. We know the things that we have to stop doing and the things that we have to start doing. And so today, just I'm just going to read what the Bible says. And don't get mad at me. You know, like you would maybe somebody telling you, you need to do this and you need to start doing this. How do we finish well? Because the way we exit is the way we enter. 2021 is going to be a better year if you can exit this year with excitement and hope and faith. But if we exit this year with, I am so done with this year. This year was the worst. Oh, I, like, I want to go out celebrating, not grumbling. That's a challenge after a year like we've had. And so basically what Paul says here, uh, okay, when he goes on, he says uh, that we're to finish well. And so there's at least four things that we have to do uh, in order to, and I'm not going to go through all four of these, but there's, here's the first one. We have to have some personal disciplines. Personal disciplines. Now, I'm not talking about watching what we eat, although I need to do that. I was gonna say, you thought I was going to say you, me. 
I need to do that. But personal disciplines. Dana told me at Christmas time, um, she got a Bible. She got this. Uh, it was a specific Bible, like a a year and a, through the Bible in a year, uh, different type of a deal. And she said, you know, I got inspired. She heard one of her nieces say, you know, she's going to finish this year, 2020. She says, I'm going to finish this year. I've been reading through the Bible. This is the first year I've ever done it. I'm determined to finish it. I'm thinking if there was an every year, if there ever was a difficult year to try to finish reading the Bible, it might have been this year, but she's doing it. That inspired Dana. I want you to know this year that we need to be inspired with some spiritual disciplines. We need to be inspired. Spiritual disciplines coming up. If we can go out of this year, well, I'm just going to wait till January 1 to start. Why? Let's exit this year so that we can enter the next year the same way. Let's don't exit void of any type of spiritual disciplines in certain areas. And I know we have them. We have disciplines. But I'm just challenging us. How do we finish well? By finishing on our feet, running. Running. Not laying on our back going, is it over yet? Is it, is it over yet? We go forward. We go forward. If you feel discouraged, encourage somebody. If you're not feeling loved, send some love to somebody. Make a call. Send a card. Do something. Have a discipline. What do you have need of? You know what? Some disciplines in our life will, will, will pay dividends if we invest in others. If we invest in others, if we invest in ourselves. So some spiritual disciplines if we're going to finish well. Let me read. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 26 and 27. He says, so I run with purpose every step I take. I run with purpose every step I take. I'm not just shadow boxing. He says, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Paul claims to be, to be running this race to win. Here's the thing. I think we can win 2020. If you feel like 2020 has whipped you, man, you got about, you got about, what, five days to take the lead. We can do this. Because it's not about, because it's not over, you know. It's not over. It's just a battle. This has just been a year of battle. But you know what? Let's win some before we close. Let's win some before we end this year. He's basically saying he's fighting the fight. He might get knocked down, but he's looking for the knockout blow of himself. And the way we get a knockout punch on this year is we don't let it get us down. We get up and we move forward. We make decisions every single day. This year, well, I'm going to do that after the first. I hope. But why wouldn't we do it now? Why wouldn't we do it now? Making decisions against ourselves. That's what discipline is. Now, look, there's so much stuff here. I don't know how in the world Pastor Messer preached all this, but he did. But I want you to know this year, God wants us to finish well. Finish this year well. I don't have to have an explanation for everything that, that went on this year. I don't have to have an excuse for why I didn't or why I did or why anything. You know what? Today is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to be glad in it. I'm going to hold on to my faith. I'm going to keep my faith. I'm going to move forward. How about you? Yeah? Let's pray.